to the Inner Feminine Beast podcast, where I'm teaching you how to be the highest version of yourself that has the power, strength, courage, and clarity to claim the life you desire and have it emerge through here in the physical. This podcast will empower you to use the laws of the universe and align with your intuition, create big wins in business by teaching winning sales strategies and wealth practices, my secrets to healthier relationships, better health, and living like the fierce woman you are. I'm your host, Cynthia Stant, a dedicated student to metaphysics, a self-made millionaire, and a CEO. Let's get it going and unleash your inner feminine beast. Hello, hello, my successful souls. You know what today is, right? It's another Inner Feminine Beast interview. And I'm really excited. We were just chatting behind the scenes a little bit. And I can already tell this girl is going to bring some fire. She's super fun. Um, and we already agreed that we both have potty mouths. So in case you have kids around today, make sure you're, you're knowing. We'll do our best, but just in case. Everybody, I'd love for you to meet Dr. Elizabeth Rogers. Now, Dr. Elizabeth Rogers is a Harvard-trained ready, epidemiologist. I practiced so many times too, but I just nailed it, she said, and a chronic health expert. As a researcher, she studied the causes of health issues. After spending over 15 years in the Western healthcare system, she became disappointed in how often it fails patients. Now in her private practice, Dr. Rogers works one-on-one with her clients who are tired of being told they can only manage symptoms and not the causes of their issues in order to create a roadmap so they can finally look and feel their best at any age. Amazing. Welcome to the show, Dr. Elizabeth Rogers. Thank you so much, my friend. I'm so honored to be here and connecting with you today. Awesome. Yeah, me too. And like I said, it's, I can tell we have a lot in common. So I know too. Well, I do this little thing when I find out you're going to be on my show, I make sure I go and I stalk you. (laughs) I go through all your bios. I check out your websites. I'm not just here to be like, so what do you want to talk about? We're going to dig in deep to the things that I I know there's money here. So I went onto your social media Mm -hmm. and you state in your bio that you help your clients to transform their health, mind, body, and spirit. Oh yeah. So as the holistic doctor, how do you see mind, body, and spirit as all being connected? Oh my gosh. I am so excited that you asked me. This is the very first question. This is going to be amazing. I'm going to, this conversation is going to rock. So you know how it seems like everyone today is living with at least one health issue, but doctors are more interested in managing symptoms than actually healing the problem. So what I do as a chronic health expert in my private practice is help women identify the root causes of their health issues and create that roadmap to heal, like you mentioned, so that they can look and feel their best at any age because no matter what age you are, you deserve to look and feel your best. And to me, what mind, body, spirit means, I'm so grateful you asked this because it's an area where I think that a lot of holistic health practitioners are missing the mark. So, you know, in mainstream medicine, we have practitioners who are trained to diagnose, but they are not trained to heal. That's just a simple fact. And getting a diagnosis and being healed are two very different things. But then we've got the realm of alternative practitioners, naturopaths, holistic health doctors, health coaches. You know, there's a pretty wide range 
on that spectrum of holistic health whenever people leave that you know all that mainstream ring to look for other solutions a lot of those practitioners are trained in some way to start to identify or get you closer to the root causes but the problem is that most of them are only focusing on the physical aspect of our health and well-being and the thing is is that healing and health quite literally is a scientific equation there is a physical side to our health and well-being but there is also a non physical side you can call it an energetic side as well and whether using the terminology energy sounds woo to some people and i think that it does it's not because the truth yeah. is that you and i are both energy we are literally made up of energy all the molecules in your body every cell of your being what holds you together is energy so you cannot have a physical symptom manifest unless that problem actually existed energetically first. Mm -hmm. And so I could tell you to eat all the right foods, take all the good herbs and supplements and drink all the green juice. But the thing is all the green juice in the world ain't gonna heal what's going on on the inside. So there are a lot of energetic root causes just as much as there are things like toxins and pathogens that are helping to contribute to any issue, whether it's mental, emotional, physical, or otherwise, that somebody is stuck and struggling with. So what I do differently is take that approach of helping people heal from the inside out. Because again, like telling you all the things to do on the physical side of your health and well-being, that's really important. It's absolutely necessary. However, if I'm not going to look at what's going on internally in you, and address those things, then the changes you make on the outside at that physical level aren't necessarily going to last. They're not necessarily going to create optimal health and well-being in a way that's sustainable for you. And they're not necessarily going to create change that you will be able to maintain either because even making healthy changes starts with the inner work. And I think that that's where a lot of practitioners are just not addressing that so what i do is integrate both mind body and spirit because once you start to make changes on the inside right because think about it this way like einstein said you can't solve a problem at the level at which it was created right so if you have a physical health issue and let's just use weight as like a very literal and simple example everyone in the world can relate to you can start changing what you're doing right you can start eating differently, you can start exercising, you can start moving your body. But the person that got you into the place that you're in, whether you're dealing with unwanted weight gain or you're dealing with any other symptom, is also probably not the person that's going to get you where you want to go. So the truth is you really do have to turn inward. You have to look at who you've been being and all the ways you've been being. And sometimes that means starting to uncover things like you know, trauma that maybe you even forgot about. Maybe it's a relationship issue. We also just create our reality with our thoughts. So if you've been in the habit of even just telling yourself that you can't heal, that you can't do this, that you are not enough, that you aren't worthy of it all, that stuff, your stories, they have to change. So that's what I do when I talk about mind, body, spirit. It really is quite literally that because you're changing who you are from the inside out just as much as you're changing what you're doing on the outside too.
I just love this because this is the first time we're connecting, but my listeners hear me say this in different ways, but you said it so gracefully, so just like beautifully, but I hope people are listening. Like it's, see, we're, not, we're on the same page. Yeah. So everything is energy. I agree. Obviously you have to, it's law and yeah. we're energetic bodies before we're physical bodies. And 100%, you're right. If you are not paying attention to your energy, it's going to come into your physical. Yep. In fact, I like to say that there's this little saying, feather, brick, bus. <laughs> like if you don't pay attention to like the feathers, like the little tickle, oh, yes. what happens is you then experience the brick, which is a lot heavier and painful, but it's nothing mm-hmm. like the bus. First actually comes your energy, but yep. even like, you know what it's like when an oncoming cold comes, it starts like itchy throat, little feather, and then it comes yep. in a... <clears throat> the sucks. And then it comes in. I can't get out of bed. That's exactly. how your energy that way too. And what happens is, is because we're energetic beings, we have to make sure we're having the energy move to and through us. It has to be flowing. It's an energetic system, right? Yes. Some people are like, Oh, I learned about chakra. So I'm focusing on my throat. I'm focusing on my, my sacral. No, you have to work on all of them and have them moving. Cause it's like gears. Exactly. And it needs to all, there has to be a balance between all of them. Yeah. And if we have, like you said, emotional trauma, what happens is we're taught not to have feelings about our feelings. You know, a lot of times, you know, we shouldn't be experiencing these things. And so we feel ashamed to have them or we have grief or whatever it is. And we just pile it. We sweep it underneath the rug. Absolutely. And just before we even got to this interview today, I just, I knew I had this intuitive feeling. I thought like, this is like, this is my woman. This is, we are like, you're my people. But don't you agree too, as women business owners and women entrepreneurs, especially in a world that really, I think is now shifting very much to get it more of a balance, but was before really dominated by masculine energy. I think that we have this tendency to try to be like, we can do it all, you know, and not deal with the energetic stuff. And then it can get stuck because we think we're supposed to portray this image that we can do it all, that we can do it all on our own, that we're independent women, that we don't need support, that we can just put ourselves and our health and well-being on the back burner and put everything else on the plate on top of that. But like you said, it's not serving ourselves. And to be honest, to be able to serve whatever you do in your business, to be able to serve those people to the best of your ability, you have to serve yourself first. Yeah, absolutely. You go first and everything else responds. Oh yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, no, it's funny. So my brand, the name of the show is Inner Feminine Beast. And for me, it's not necessarily like a balance. It's it's harmony. It's not being perfectly feminine, perfectly masculine, but understanding you can show up this way when you need to show up and they work together. And so I'm right with you. So it's funny, but you're doing it from a health perspective. I do it from kind of like getting shit done perspective. (laughs) Basically women come to me who want to, you know, manifest success, but they're very much into thinking, hoping, praying. And that's great. You know, that's, I do that too. But you also have to take massively lined action in the physical. So there's a lot of women who know how to take action in the physical, but they're not understanding the inside work. Like you're talking about through healing. It's also, you have to be in alignment in your mindset and your energy and in your spirit. So it's beautiful how, even though we do different things and perhaps help in different ways, we understand the core principles and foundations that govern every fucking thing we do. Exactly. (laughs) We do. So, yeah. All right. So <laughs> when your clients do come to you, what are some of the main reasons and what does your treatment experience look like with them? Oh my gosh. So 
lots of reasons, but typically they're stuck somewhere with their health and well-being. So, you know, back to what I said whenever we first started talking, like, you know how it seems like everyone these days is living with at least one health issue. And that's because it is, we are. And, you know, as a very traditional epidemiologist, what I know is that it is a fact that even before the pandemic started two years ago, the rate of chronic illness, not just in the United States, but worldwide was growing. And I'm talking skyrocketing. And if we thought that it was skyrocketing then, we haven't seen anything yet because it's only going to continue to get worse. So why is that? When we have a healthcare system with all this great technology that's very advanced, why aren't we healing? Why are we just standing still and managing our symptoms? So typically, the people that come to work with me are people who are stuck on what I call the vicious hamster wheel of bouncing from doctor to doctor or even practitioner to practitioner outside of the mainstream system because they're stuck in that vicious cycle of feeling unwell and they just don't know how to get out of it. So they've been treated like broken puzzle pieces, right? Because that's what most practitioners do is come at you with a narrow siloed perspective and there's nothing wrong with that, right? But the women that work come to work with me, they believe that their health and well-being are essential to their growth, evolution, and success. Really? The truth is that it is, right? Our yeah. health and well-being is the foundation of everything we do. They tend to be very high achievers. A lot of them are aspiring entrepreneurs or are entrepreneurs themselves. And they're often pretty intuitive and spiritual, but they're definitely people who are open-minded and self-reflectors, right? Because they know that coming to work with me is not just about healing, it's about transformation. So if you're coming to work with me, I'm not just gonna give you a bunch of recipes and tell you to go have a good time and we'll talk next week. We're gonna do the work and I'm also gonna hold you accountable. So there are people who are ready to take responsibility for their health and well-being, but they just don't know how to get from where they are now to where they actually want to be just because we don't have a wide or large group of people who are practitioners like me who are trained to do what I do. So they're going to people looking for this solution to feel optimally healthy and well, but they're just, again, they're getting little pieces of the puzzle. They're getting little bits, little bits and like little breadcrumbs and they're following the breadcrumbs, but ultimately they know something's missing. And typically that tends to be a lot of the inner work stuff. You know, people come to me and they think, okay, you know, Dr. Rogers is going to tell me what my root causes are, which I'm going to, and give me a plan to help me heal, which I'm going to, but they don't necessarily realize until we're in, you know, that discovery call before we get started working together that a lot of that stuff, a lot of those root causes, are their blind spots because we all have blind spots and in different ways we're all standing in our own way and i get it because i've been there too so 16 years ago and actually we're four days ago was the anniversary of when it's happened but 16 years ago i had my own near-death experience and i was left bleeding internally after a surgery in the hospital and i wasn't told about it i went into septic shock and against all of the odds I survived. I mean, I, I actually said goodbye to my family because I was told wow. it's a one in a million shot that you're going to come out of this surgery alive, but somehow, some way I did. And I know it was through divine intervention. And I know it was because I was meant to stay here to do this, to do this work, to yeah. help women take their power back from a system that we have been trained to be so dependent and reliant on when what we should be trained to do and what we should know how to do is be empowered 
and know that nobody but us has the power to heal ourselves other than ourselves, but we should be able to rely on the mainstream system and its doctors to help us and support us in sustaining our optimal health and well-being, in achieving our own goals for our health. So I've seen so much transformation in my practice and it's cool because usually, you know, and I try not never to have expectations, but like, let's face it, we all do, right? So whatever my like expectations are that I try to paint for a client coming in at ground zero and saying, here's what's possible for you. And, and the truth is that if you do the work, truly do the work and commit to it, anything is possible, anything. And the reason I know that is because I've witnessed it. I've watched people go from being depressed and on antidepressant medication for decades to breaking free from that in such a short period of time that it actually blew my own mind to releasing unwanted trauma, getting off of prescription medications, going from strokes to miracle and just getting rid of diagnoses that we are labeled with, you know, things like fibromyalgia, even little things like acne and migraines, acne is not digestive systems, you know, like yeah. all kinds of, it could be anything. So people have come to me from anywhere of feeling of being, you know, burdened by a bunch of physical symptoms to actually not really having many physical symptoms at all, but just recognizing that they are living in survival mode and they never really feel their best. Hey, hey, successful soul. Okay, so it's happening. The in-person Interphone and Beast event is happening October 26th and 27th in St. Augustine, Florida. And here's the thing. I want not only you to come, but I want you to invite your business bestie. So now the platinum level tickets are buy one, get the second one complimentary. That's right. You and your friend can split the ticket cost and come and enjoy the most amazing IFB party of the year. We're talking about having breakfast and lunch included both days at the Casa Monica Resort, a four diamond resort. We're going to have private shuttle rides to take us onto the catamaran tour where we're going to enjoy catering, champagne, and sunset dolphin cruise. Then we're going to make sure that we have on the second night, a private trolley that takes us around the oldest city in America followed up with, of course, a poolside soiree at the Casa Monica Resort. Yes, it's happening now. Again, make sure you invite your bestie because it's get one ticket, get the second one complimentary. I cannot wait to see you there. Yeah, I'm sitting here and I'm looking. I feel like I hear do, 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 but only the best way. <laughs> but it's happening. My listeners are probably like, is this Cynthia's like other half or something? You're like, I'm here to help them to show them where they're at where they want to be. And it's not just Prince Charming's rainbows and butterflies. No, it's, it's not self-discipline. It's about self-integrity. And why do you really help your people is through accountability. Yes. That's why you hire somebody. Exactly. You do it by yourself. You would have done it by now. Right. So that's what it's for. So I just think yes. that's amazing. Sharing your story. Wow. 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 Once yeah, you go, that's just like a little that, part of it. Yeah. But do you know what's interesting now? Obviously having near death experience is much different than what I'm going to share, but it's so interesting. The reason I have my company the reason we have this podcast, the reason that we have Interphone and Beast is because four days ago was the second anniversary of when I was fired from, and that's my big story. And, and we have the same anniversary four days ago. The 16, but Holy mine, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah, it was the same day that I was fired and I cried my eyes out, felt blindsided the next day. My big lesson, and this is a lesson that I teach other women. Yeah. 
that nothing, no one, no job, no coach, no program, no system, money, nothing outside of you and no one outside of you is going to be the source of your success, your happiness. Absolutely. So that is my mission, but it had me, that was my bus. (laughs) You know, I, I heard you need to start your own thing. And I was like, no, but this is safer. Oh, but you're going up the ladder. Here came my brick and it got hard and it was getting very like stressful at work, but then the bus came and I decided pain pushes until vision pulls and this is where we're supposed to be now. We both went through some you know, serious shit to help us to get to where we're at now and how we're fully serving. Pretty Pain cool. pushes until vision pulls. I love that quote. I'm going to re- I'm going to keep that close to my heart. I love the way you said that. Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith. Oh, I oh. love him. Me too. Me too. Okay. Oh so <laughs> was again, snooping around your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I saw that you had several blogs on your website. Yeah. One of them was about Reiki. And one of my very first mindset coaches was also a ninth degree Reiki master. She's the one that introduced me to my boss. We had like the same mindset person. So she's like her energy. And I'm very grateful for the experiences that I had. I mean, it ended kind of shitty, but like, I still learned so many things and I'm honored and grateful to have her as part of my life. So you talked about Reiki on the website and how it helps, but you also know in several of the places where you are, you know, on social media that you really practice holistic healings, but you back it up by science. So I love Reiki. I've had it several times. I feel it's absolutely important to our energetic health, but I'm also curious for people who don't know what Reiki is. Can you explain that? But also explain for the people who think that it's super woo woo. Yes. Backed up scientifically. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy that you asked because I didn't expect you to ask me something like this, but it's been on my mind for a couple of reasons because I've heard some crazy shit about Reiki lately. So we'll bust that with science and I'll tell you, tell you all what I've heard. So Reiki, the way I describe it is Reiki actually quite literally translates to universal source energy. And so what that means is that a Reiki practitioner is not using their quote unquote, their own healing energy to heal you, right? Like we've both been saying, nobody has that power, but you, it's our job as a practitioner to be a channel or a facilitator of that energy. So what I do is simply get out of my own fucking way. And I serve as the clear channel for source energy to flow through. And because I'm Reiki attuned, what that means is that the energy can then flow through me and it can be done. I'm an advanced practitioner as well. So what that means is that I can both perform Reiki hands-on, meaning in person with you, or I can do it remotely. In fact, I can also practice what's called distant Reiki, meaning let's say you had a doctor's visit next week and it was the dentist and you just, you hate going to the dentist. It freaks you out. You don't like it. You get bad vibes. I do too. God, it's the one. I just, I hate the scratching of the teeth. It just always like charge on a chalkboard. He's going to charge you more when you're laid back with cotton balls. Yes. Like, now's the time we're discussing this. <laughs> what? what are you saying? So, you know, using this as an example, because I feel like, yeah, just like you and I, so many people relate to this, I'm sure. But what I can do is actually send energy to be there on the day of your visit in the room for you waiting on your arrival to be there to just facilitate a calm, smooth, positive, you know, experience to the best of the ability, right? Because just because the energy is there doesn't mean you're going to walk in and all of a sudden feel like Zen and like you're in a spa instead of at the dentist office, but it is absolutely going to help the visit go in a positive and smooth way for you. 
So that's the way I like to describe it is it's just allowing energy to flow through the channel, which is the practitioner to you. And it can be used to target very specific areas of healing. So if there's a specific symptom or diagnosis you have that you want to receive healing for, you can. But what I often tell people is that if I'm doing just a private Reiki session, I'll often tell people, you know, if you don't know what you want to receive healing for, that's okay. Because honestly, just like we're talking about, everything's energy and energy flows where it needs to go. So I've often seen people have emotional releases that they weren't expecting you know they'll start crying in the middle of a session or they'll have a kind of a cool visualization or experience and that's really amazing and reiki there is actual research legitimate scientific research and i'm very well trained and in being able to interpret what is a bullshit study versus what is an actually good scientific study so just know that if any of you out there are looking for a practitioner whether it's someone in the mainstream a health coach or anywhere in between just because someone gives you a research study and says well here's the research that shows that this is why what i'm telling you is true be skeptical because not every research study is well designed meaning that the statistics or results that it shows if it's not a well-designed and ethical study then the results, they could show that they're amazing, but they're bullshit, yeah. quite frankly, and they don't mean a damn thing. So I would be a skeptic. That is one of the best tools you could have is being your own healthcare advocate and question your practitioners, question your health coaches, ask them, how do you know this is a good research study? Explain it to me because someone that you can trust with your health and well-being should be able to do that for you. And I always do that for my clients because I want people to understand, especially in the world we're in, we're being shown statistics on the news, in the mainstream, all over the place, all the time. And let's face it, I could Google a study for why coffee is healthy for me and I could Google a study for why coffee is bad for me and present them both to you. You know, so there's this confirmation bias that goes along with it. But that being said, there are some actual really good research studies about Reiki that show they can help with things as severe as PTSD, depression, yeah. anxiety, mental, physical health. They've been used to help people heal, not cure cancer, but helped with prognosis and made treatments go better than they may have otherwise. And one of the things I want to share while we're talking about this topic is that I have heard this, and so I just want to call bullshit on it while you and I are talking. And what I want to say about Reiki is it's not religious. Yes. It's not dogmatic, okay? There is nothing about it except energy. And like we've already talked about in this episode, energy is science. This is yeah. physics, okay? I am not channeling some demon spirits. I'm not channeling some weird, I'm not channeling anything or any entity or anyone outside of myself. I'm channeling energy. That's it. Energy, plain and simple. But I have actually heard from some people that there are a lot of people who believe that Reiki practitioners are channeling demons and evil spirits and bad energy and crazy, crazy stuff like that. And I just want to say that out loud because that is just crazy. Yeah. And all that we're doing as Reiki practitioners is channeling energy. So to me, given what I do in my practice, I'm actually often also a medical intuitive. So if I'm in a session with my client and we're 
talking or working through something that's come up for them and I can facilitate a release of something. So for example, I had a client once who she had, I feel like so many women, my intuition tells me so many women listening are going to relate to this. She was in her sixties, early sixties, and she had been put on an antidepressant Mm. for postpartum when she was in her early twenties and 40 years later, no doctor had ever bothered to talk to her about coming off of that medication and whether it was still even appropriate for her. So she actually came to me, one of her goals being, she was like, I still feel depressed all the time. I feel like there's this heavy energy around me all the time. I don't want to be on this medication, but every doctor tells me that it's unsafe for me to even consider coming off of it. So I'm afraid. And like, see, talking about energy, I mean, like, do you see what we can allow yeah. other people to you're, do to You're us? segueing into my, my next question. But yeah, before, well then go for it. Before we jump in there, what you said is so important for me. Like it's not about statistics, it's about results. Yes. And at the same time, from a business standpoint, okay? Because this is how it works. And this is what I teach my clients. Yeah. But it's understanding that you wouldn't just go to anybody. This is a silly joke, but I'm going to compare it. You can see me on camera. If you see the podcast cover, I got bleach blonde hair. Okay. I don't just let anybody do my hair. Okay. It's not the girl that just came right out of college, you know, or out of the beauty salon. Like my girl, I read her reviews. I got people who recommended it because my hair could fall out. It could get ruined. Like it's a delicate process. And guess what? I pay a lot for her because she's expert at what she does. When it comes to working with who are working with your energy, just because you go on a weekend retreat does not mean you are a Reiki practitioner. Hell yeah. Somebody printed a piece of paper. You can put that shit up on your wall and that's all you, that doesn't mean anything. Mm-mm. Pricing is your positioning. If they cost a lot, it's probably because that they have the credentials. Okay. They've done the work, but do your research. Feel free to ask questions, make sure they have results and testimonials. Make sure your intuition feels right about it. Otherwise think about this. Remember, you're an energetic body before a physical body. If you just have anybody doing it, that's like doing bathroom surgery. That's like literally somebody just taking you. Yeah, I can do surgery. Meet me down the hall in the bathroom. Exactly. (laughs) Think about that because so many people are like, yeah, I I do Reiki. I'm like, how are you certified? Like, oh, I took this online course. Like, oh no. Oh no. Yes. That's a hell no right there. Yeah. So it's not like how people are convincing you, right? People are not there to convince you. They're there to convey their message. And if you feel called, that is what you're supposed to be, who you're supposed to be working with. But just please know that in the new age world and in the online industries, there's a lot of this commercialization of like, yes. of course, now you're certified. Now it's there's great. a lot of scam yeah. out there as a result. Like I even tell students, I tell, you know, if I have somebody that wants to come work with me, who feels a calling to get training themselves, I always tell them like, Keep in mind when it comes to this type of energy work, and I'm so glad, my friend, that you just said everything you said because it is so dead on and it is so incredibly important, every single word that you said. Trust yourself first and foremost. If something or someone doesn't feel right or sound right, honor that and listen to that. And it's okay to ask people if you want to know, where did you get your training? Tell me about that. Can you share some of your experience with me? Because the thing is, when it comes to intuitive work, energy work, any of that type of stuff, the truth is that 85% or possibly even more of people that say they do that work are frauds Yeah, and they're fake. And they printed, just like you said, they printed some shit online and they think that they're a Reiki master and now they're going to go try to scam you. And 
It's crazy. And I'm just so grateful. You just said everything you said. It's so neat. I, I want to share something else with you because this is a personal story. And I think it goes into my next question. I know I need to be conscious of the time too. But when I had my first son, I had an emergency C-section. It just was really scary. Like alarm went off. His heart was stopping. 10 people jumped in, carried in. I was like throwing up the entire time. My husband didn't even make it in on time because like he was asleep and had to put all the stuff on. Like it was nuts. And as soon as I was done, when I was healing, they prescribed me Percocet an oxycodone. And I remember taking this and just felt like it was the worst poison in the world. I hallucinated. I felt so terrified. I had nightmares and nightmares where I thought I was asleep for hours. And I literally just closed my eyes for two seconds. Like it was just the worst thing that ever happened to me. So when I had my second son, it was a plan C-section. And I said, please, 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 no matter what, no matter what, no matter what, do not give me this prescription. I don't want it. I will woman up and I will take, you know, ibuprofen. I am down for that. And regardless, the doctor came in and still gave me a prescription for Percocet. There was over 40 pills in there. I said, I didn't even want it. So here's what happened. I said, I don't want it. I don't want it. You know, and I was just like, even on my living will that I have now, because I'm full blown adulting and have a trust. It says, do not ever give that to me. Okay. But here's the thing. I volunteered for many years at Jacksonville hospital here in the NICU. And one of the coolest things I ever done, I was a professional baby cuddler, a volunteer baby cuddler oh my. Are for the brand new babies who come to this world addicted to drugs because of the abuse that their mothers had drug abuse while they were pregnant. And so they're going through withdrawal and they are shaking and they are sweating and they are just, you know, going through hell. And so I talked to some of the nurses and I said, how is this happening? Why is this happening? And they told me the stories. They said, these are the cheerleaders who broke their arms in stunts. They fell down out of their pyramids. They're the little, you know, climb up on you, throw her all the things. They fall down, they break their arm and the doctors prescribe them Percocets. They become addicted. They can't get any more. They turn to heroin. They turn to heroin. Now their baby is addicted to heroin. Like, and I just was like blown away. And so as we're talking about Reiki, Reiki is really considered more of an Eastern medicine. So what is the difference between the two of like Western and Eastern? And how do you feel about Western medicine and why it may not be fully supporting your clients? Oh, this is so important. So Eastern and Western, and this is really interesting to me because the truth is the Eastern modalities, you know, is the way I want to call it. Because in Eastern medicine, I would fit into that spectrum, things like Chinese herbs, Chinese medicine. But even those modalities and medicines have been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. I mean, we're talking going back into ancient times, going back to, I mean, Egyptian times. So I'm a huge nerd about the history of medicine and healthcare, and I studied it in college before I got my doctorate. And going all the way back to like ancient Egyptian times, these things have been around since then, have been being used. So the way I think about that too, is that while the mainstream research and science base may not be dominated by studies that are using those sorts of things. Keep in mind, there's a reason for that, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's not a big profit and big pharma yes. associated with those things. However, it doesn't mean they don't work. They've mm -hmm. been around for thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years for a reason. Western medicine is more like the baby medicine. It's newer prescription drugs have not been around as long. So I really consider Western medicine, not just things like pharmaceuticals, but also our mainstream treatments like surgery. 
I mean, there's so many things in Western medicine. And what I think is that I don't think there's anything wrong with either side of the spectrum. I really think it's time and way long overdue that as practitioners, whether you practice inside of the mainstream system or outside of it, I really think that it shouldn't be an either or it should be a both and. But yes. it's she when you take it. That is the IP mentality, by the way. It's not this or that, it's this and that. Both. See? Yeah. <laughs> and I really think that, you know, for example, the Western medicine system saved my life. Yeah. Yeah. What you went through with your childbirths. I mean, you and I could not have gotten through the things we have gotten through without the Western medicine system, yeah. medical system. However, I don't think we should be like dependent on it and, and what happens with, you know, the women who gave birth to those poor babies that you were doing such an amazing thing to take care it's, of in the hospital. It's like a blessing and then a cur- it's, it's interesting because this may be my conspiracy theory, but it's my personal view on it. But absolutely. We say that all the time. You know, there's a lot of women who went at home births and I get it like, oh, sister, but like, I'm so grateful I didn't do that because my baby was saved, you know? But at the same time, when I wanted to have my second baby, I really wanted to have like a VBAC, which stands for vaginal birth after cesarean. Yeah. Maybe crazy, but I really just felt like there was like a passage, a rite of passage to that. Like I wanted to experience a natural birth. And right up to the day before, that was the plan. And then they were like, oh no, 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 I forgot. Like you have to actually have cesarean because that's the rule. Like you have to have, I'm like, that's not true. I've done so much. Like, so why would they want me to have a cesarean? because it's a surgery that costs a lot more money. Exactly. That's like, and I'm just like, and then now it's like that thing helped me, but now it's again. So it's like, it's a very interesting thing, you know, but this was definitely an eye opening conversation. I think it's really important for people to explore their energy, understand that you are energetic body. There are so many different modalities out there and different avenues. Ask questions, so trust your intuition and look for the best. Like, you know what I mean? Just remember that there are cures to things that people may not think is possible. And yes, there are nothing's created. Nothing's destroyed. Everything already exists. There's an answer for you. So I'm so grateful that you're here and I would love for, uh, of course, I'd love for you to share with everybody. What is the best place for people to follow you and learn more about working with you? The best place to get started getting connected with my work would actually be to go to sherlockholmesofhealth.com. I have an amazing resource there that is a great place to get started and that will get you connected with me and my work more deeply. And I would be honored for you to check it out. Awesome. And then I will make sure that our team puts that in the description here. And then also too, I'm just going to put it out there. It's on the recording, but I found out your family lives in St. Augustine. So yes. if you're out about, let us know if you're coming to the in-person. advertise to everybody so you can come meet Dr. Elizabeth in person too. So that'd be really yeah, cool. I would be honored. So um, let's stay in touch because I definitely want to come. Yeah. And to our listeners, thanks for being here. Until next time, acknowledge it, embrace it, see it through. Thank you for listening to the Inner Feminine Beast podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. I check my reviews every week and each one truly does mean so much. So thank you. And also, if you want to keep the conversation going, be sure to visit my website, innerfeminineBeast.com to join our communities. And so you can also connect with women who are on the same journey. I can't wait to see you on the inside.